Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. We are live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Pickett County and Warren County end their season with just one win. Cumberland County gets a win to end their season, and Jackson County falls in a big way to East Robertson. That and so much more on the program, including the Upperman Bees, who accomplish an unbelievable feat, 10-0, and undefeated in the regular season. It wasn't an easy feat, though. We'll just look at last night's game, a 26-7 final that was a 7-0 game in the first half. Head coach Adam Kane joining us now. Coach, uh, thank you so much for being here this morning. Uh, your offense struggled to get going, but what were they able to do defensively? I know you mentioned earlier in the week uh, DeKalb County, very sure tacklers yeah. on the season. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, they continued to do that last night. Um, I think, honestly, in the first half, um, you know, we had some uh, what, what people will refer to as drive stopper penalties, um, you know, some holding calls that, uh, you know, not, not just our offense, but nobody's offense is, is really built to overcome, you know, 10-yard penalties. Um, and then we had, you know, a couple shot plays that were brought back because of uh, uh, penalty flags. I think that was the main thing that kind of held us back in the first half. Um, you know, like you mentioned, they're a quality defense, and uh, they do a really good job of kind of trying to outnumber your run game. And when you do that, if you got to have guys that can make one-on-one tackles, and they do, um, and, and, and that was part of it. You know, we, we threw the ball a good bit more than we normally do, and be, because of that numbers disparity, you know, in the box they try to put some – put more people in there than you can block so we knew we were gonna have to throw it um i felt like we were pretty efficient with that all night especially you know when we needed it we converted some pretty big third down plays um you know i remember one in particular bronson rolled out and threw to carmine phillips which was a really well executed play but um you know in order for us to kick move forward and, and uh, advance in the playoffs, we're, we're going to have to eliminate all the penalties. Yeah, you mentioned it right there. I mean, wh- how do you how do you go about eliminating penalties, and what are some other areas you have to improve on uh, now that they come down to one-game seasons? Yeah, you know, you got when you're blocking, you got to keep your hands inside, and you can't get them outside, and, and uh, you got to move your feet. You got to get your body in position so that you don't get holding calls. Um and then, uh, you know, we, we, it's kind of a mindset as well. You know, we got to understand we, we can't get – we can't have first and 20s. We can't have second and 20s. we got to be trying to, uh, you know, keep the chains moving and, and put points on the board. Um, I'd also like to see us get, you know, get some more explosive plays. Uh, we, we do a really good job you know with the five yard runs and that sort of thing as you move on in the playoffs you got to have a guy that can you know take it to the house and uh so um you know Polk is ethan Polk's uh, got the ability to do that um 
and and we're starting to you know see some life out of Jackson Rollins in the backfield. So hopefully he'll get going, and then we got to continue making the you know the splash plays in the passing game. We've talked about your defense all year. Obviously, still a ton to play for in front of you, but now that you're at the end of the regular season and you kind of get that weird break between that and the playoffs, what you, what are your thoughts on your defense this year? The ability to to really step up and, and become kind of historic in the regular season. Yeah, well, first of all, anything, any sort of accolades or compliments about this football team, I'm going to uh, credit to the fact that. You know, we, we finally have a group of kids that everybody seems to really care about being a good football team. You know, anywhere you go in this state, anywhere you go in the country, everybody wants to win. Um, but I've got a group that is willing to do what it, what it takes to win. Um, and sometimes that's kind of going above and beyond what a normal player would do. And so the cool thing, especially on our defense, um, and it's, it's really cool to me because it's not all seniors. It's, it's a good collection of seniors, but it's also some juniors, and then it's also some, some sophomore kids. But they all do a really good job of talking and communicating, and, and, uh, and, and that's what it takes. I don't think that we've ever really had that um, you know, across the board, and it's really cool, I mean, just to see them on the field, in the huddle, to see them at practice, to see them in meetings, um, you know, these kids, they don't like to meet, and they don't like to listen to me talk, and this, that, and the other, but um, this group has kind of taken ownership of learning what we want to do, I can throw things at them, I can, I can throw things at them on a Wednesday, I can throw things at them on a Friday, they'll absorb it. They'll help each other understand it, and everybody's kind of battling to, uh, you know, to do their job and make their plays, and uh, it's really a really cool thing. Um, I think it's uh, also a credit to some really good leadership. This man right here sitting next to me is the first and foremost comes to mind when I think about that, but there's a there's a good respect amongst the players on that side of the ball, and... Um, they like they like to fly around and they and they like to uh, you know rack up statistics and uh, but it, but it's a team thing and it's really neat. You gestured to him, so we'll let him take the mic here for you. What does it mean to you to hear coach talk about you like that? Talk about this defense like that? And, and do you agree this year's team uh, is just a little bit different? Yeah, I think we're pretty good. I think if we just uh, keep doing what we're doing and clean up some stuff, we'll be fifteen and zero. <laughs> Well, that's quite a statement for sure. But the the question is, what do you? How do you yourself personally clean it up? How do you uh, help this team clean up? As as coach mentioned, considering yourself a leader on that side of the football, go to practice and work and stay disciplined. <laughs> easy. I love when it's the easy answers. You make it simple. I'll ask you one more, and this is where you get to maybe have you know the enjoyment of knowing there's a zero in that loss column. 15-0 and 0 is the goal at this point, no doubt. That's how you win a state championship. But to get to 15-0, and 0, you have to go 10-0 and 0 in the regular season. What does it mean to go undefeated just in the regular season for you? Uh, it means a lot, but we knew this was going to happen. We've worked pretty hard this offseason. 
All right. We'll go back to Coach for one more. I mean, that's a lot of confidence coming from one of your defensive leaders. I know you're obviously going to get back to work on Monday. You're going to keep the team humble, and I'm sure they'll keep themselves humble. But what does it mean to you to see one of your defensive leaders stepping up with that kind of confidence, the belief that we knew we'd do this if we worked this hard? We know we're going to go 15-0 because we've put the work in. Well, you know, that, that that's important to me to hear him say that because I think, you know, one of the things that makes us a little bit different is these kids really do pay the price, um, you know, not just in the off season, but on, on a week-to-week basis. Um, I think we we really do put in the work, and we really do put in the physical work. And, um, you know, and that's why we, we, we take it a little personal when people try to, you know, claim, make claims that, things are kind of fluky or what what are they doing or they're lucky or this that and the other well the bottom line is these kids you know they they're held to a standard um Clayton will tell you when when that standard's not met it's not very much fun and um and and so it is it does become personal when you know that's the case um and and so I, I love to hear him say that um you know they should have confidence, and because uh, they have put in the work, this is a very talented group. And if you've watched him play over the course of this ten games, you can tell that he means it. Um, you know, it's been a big factor that in, in the past teams have been able to drop back sometimes. And you know, one of our sort of issues has been quarterbacks that can sit back and pick up our, pick our zone apart. Well. That's not really happening as much this year because he's getting after the quarterback, and uh, and it's not just Clayton. We got a bunch of D linemen, and and they're very eager and they work. Um, and you know, it, it, it's a group that feels like they've they've put in the time, put in the effort. Um, we we learned a, a great deal, you know, some lessons last year that were were not fun to learn, but we. We accepted it, and um, we tried to make changes. And, I, and again, I'm going to come back to this. I think the biggest change is um, anybody that touches the field for us this year really cares about football and is willing, again, here's this statement, they're willing to do what it takes to be successful. And um, I think that's what's separated us so far. Um you know, like you said, it is a one-game, uh, one-week season now. So any sort of, you know, letdowns or any sort of lack of focus will send you home. And uh, but we do have some goals ahead of us, and um, you know, we're we're going to be not not be bashful about talking about those goals, but we're also going to be eager to you know put in the time and effort to try to reach them. Head coach Adam Kane joined as well by defensive leader, defensive end. I, be, I want to get make sure I get that right. There we go. Defensive end uh, Clayton with us as well. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And, uh, man, looking forward to that possible 15-0 and 0 for the Bees. <laughs> Appreciate it. That is, again, head coach Adam Kane and uh, defensive end uh, Clayton with us here. When we come back, Derwin Wright, also the York Dragons undefeated on the season. We'll talk about it on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. 
Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. High School Playbook, and folks, Upperman not the only team across the UC. They found a way to finish with an undefeated record. York does so for just the third time in school history. Head Coach Derwin Wright with us now. Coach, we'll get to the game itself, but the turnaround this program has made in just three years, what does it say about this group? Well, I remember walking in the locker room and talking to the, the team about getting started in the weight room and what their expectations was. One of them, you know, one of them made a statement, well, I hope next year we can win at least three games. I told them, I said, I'm in the wrong locker room. I said, we're going to set some goals. These guys did it. They've, they've, they've set them. They've, they've reached them some ways. In some areas, they've overachieved. Uh, and, you know, it's just it's been their hard work and their commitment and uh I said, you know, if you guys get together in, you know, first year that we started four freshmen, uh, those guys are sophomores now and, and, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're two of those guys are leading tacklers and two of the juniors are leading tacklers. So, you know, it's just, it's been, it's been great to see them buy in and, and, and awesome to watch. Yeah, last night your group really stepped up again in a big way. The offense has, has really gotten going these last two weeks. What did they do to get back into a rhythm and get back to uh, the Dragons' offense that we saw for those first several weeks of the season? Well, we we you know we we basically run several different formations, and uh, we felt like that uh, you know we were. Really getting in in too much, just just in tight, trying to pound the ball. We want to spread it back out, get some more guys involved. Uh, you know, we've averaged on the on the season, we've averaged thirty two yards of offense per game. Defensively, can't can't brag about that group enough. They they give up seven points per game in these ten games. That's average. So you know, they're just doing a heck of a job. But uh, you know, we felt like you know we've got. Several guys with speed. We we got those guys back involved in the offense a little more. Uh, Miles, uh, you know he he's he's had a sore shoulder. We've not talked about it. It's finally well, and he looked like his old self last night. Obviously, an undefeated regular season uh, is special, but plenty to play for in front of you. After last year, we knew this team's goal this year uh, wasn't just to do what they've already done, but it was to get back. Uh, that semifinal, and this time to win it and to move on to the the big game for the Golden Ball. Where do you guys have to get better when we reach now a point where they're all winner go home ball games? Well, we got to get we got to get better in the in our our own personal mistakes that cost us. Uh, you know, we had turnover, we had two bad snaps, we had uh, a couple of of silly penalties uh, gave up a uh, uh, trick play just being over aggressive uh, we also uh, you know we, we talked to our kicker about 
where we wanted the ball kicked, made a mistake in the kicking game. You know, we can't we can't do things to hurt ourselves. That's where we've got to improve. We, we've got to quit making uh, mental mistakes in situations. Head coach Derwin Wright, the York Institute Dragons. Coach, you may or may not know the answer to this, but uh, part of entering the playoffs is, uh, you know, you never know who your opponent's going to be till you do. If you do know, uh, who who will you be facing this upcoming Friday night? If you don't, uh, then obviously, uh, you know, what's the emphasis this week? Well, we're playing Eagleton, uh, and, you know, emphasis is, is just what I said. We've got to... Uh, Make sure we quit imposing mistakes to ourselves and costing ourselves. You know? And uh, I think that's I think that's the key. Uh, we keep improving on the offensive line. I'm proud of that group. The defensive line played well throughout the year. Uh, <coughs> made a few mistakes on the back end in the secondary, but uh, overall, we just we we've got to just make sure we're ready to. Uh, clean those things up york York institute the dragons undefeated on the regular season after a 40 to 12 win against polk county let's take a look at the rest of the scoreboard of course a few moments ago you heard from upperman head coach adam kane a 26 7 win for the bees to remain undefeated and walk away with a 10 and 0 record in the regular season, 26-7 over DeKalb County. Elsewhere, Smith County defeats Monterey 31-7, but the Wildcats do find their way into the playoffs. We'll talk to head coach Scott Hughes coming up in a later segment. White County last night, 14-7, defeats Livingston in what ended up being a barn burner. A barn burner that came down to a final play with .7 seconds to go. Livingston at the 12-yard line had one throw into the end zone. It was incomplete, but what a game there. We'll talk to head coach Curtis Beatty of White County uh, in our final segment on the day. Father Ryan, a 49-16 win over Warren County. East Robertson, 62-14 over Jackson County. Cumberland County gets a 17-0 win over Sequoia, while Grundy County, a 42-16 defeat of Pickett County and Red Boiling Springs, who also gets themselves into the playoffs, a 27-24 win over Joe Burns. Then you have what have to be the two games of the night. Macon County, uh, long and the short of it is, Macon County on a broken PAT play. Snap goes over the holder's head, kicker runs back, picks it up, scramble drills into the end zone for a two-point conversion to beat Stone in the final minute, 15 to 14, and then we'll hear from Clay County coming up in segment number three. They played a 42-41 double overtime game against Gordonsville, in which Gordonsville walks away with the one-point win and the region championship. What a ball game there. Now, you'll notice I missed a score. Well, that's because we catch up now with head coach Taylor Hennigan and the Cookville Cavaliers, and there may be no team hotter in the Upper Cumberland. A five-game winning streak to end the season that included a 34-8 win over Wilson Central last night. They now have a chance to host a playoff game thanks to some things breaking their way last night. 
Cavs head coach Taylor Hennigan joins us now. And, Coach, I thank you so much, as always, for talking with me. But what does it mean to even make the playoffs in year two, much less be hosting a game in round one? Yeah, it means a lot. Obviously, it's, it's one of the goals of, of every team, and you're trying to, you know, just give yourself a chance to see what happens. You know, last year, year one, kind of made the playoffs by default with a with the five team region um you know a much easier path to the playoffs this year uh, a really difficult region and um you know a seven team region a lot a lot harder to, to qualify so um very proud of of our team and our staff and, and what we've been able to do and, and obviously getting the host is um just means that much more Obviously, no doubt, there's plenty to play for still in front of you, but it is the end of the regular season, so there is this uh, kind of moment where you get to take somewhat of a breath and say you end on a five-game winning streak after the way you guys kind of started the year very up and down. When you take a second and you look back now, what makes this team so special that they were able to kind of come together and go through a gauntlet, as you said, of a region schedule to end on a five-game streak. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the just the growth of of our team and and our staff, and just the improvement. You know, you talked about every coach. You know, you want to see improvement each week, whether you're you know winning or losing or whatever. So, just the improvement week to week is is awesome. And uh, I think I've I've said before. You know, we we kind of challenged our team before before our Gallatin game, a, a really tough road region game against a good team, and just challenged our our guys that you know what 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 do you want to do with our with your team, your seniors? What do you want to leave our program for, you know like for our for our guys coming through? And and uh, you know we could kind of go one of two ways. We could be a 500 team that kind of wins the games maybe we're supposed to and um you know our guys made a decision to really challenge the the top teams in our region and and we're able to do that so really proud of the the growth but also just the the drive to to try to get our program kind of over the hump and, and luckily you know really to their credit we we were able to do that yeah, you guys were very effective, especially in the game last night against Wilson Central. Another 300-plus yard day offensively. Uh, what was working last night seemed like, uh, at least on the stat sheet, a very balanced night offensively. Yeah, we threw the ball well. Um, you know, I, I, we, I thought we missed a couple throws last week that Blake typically makes, but uh, very efficient throwing the football tonight. Um, you know, running game. Kind of more of the same, just a mixed, um, you know, mixed look at inside and outside runs, and and three or four guys, um, you know, getting the ball, and um, all credit to, to those guys, you know, running clock and and really two teams that eat the clock and, and don't hurry at all. So we we talked this week about making sure we maximize our possessions. We knew we weren't going to get very many of them, so. Um, we did a really good job of, of that. Our defense played really well early too. So, but offensively, um, you know, just some th- you know guys that kind of maybe not even stand out as much on the stat sheet, but of course our offensive line and our tight ends. Um, but Caden Outlaw, you know, a senior that 
just runs really hard and does all the right things and um you know the normal guys running the football so kind of more of the same you mentioned the defense you held them to less than 200 yards what has your defense been able to do maybe not just last night but over these last several games they've made you know a, a really significant improvement for a team that we thought coming into the year would obviously with guys like Owen and Outlaw and, and more uh, would would really be an offensive team yeah um again early in the year probably uh, I think after the Lebanon game just just you know, we decided we needed to be be more aggressive uh, from a play calling standpoint and a scheme standpoint, and uh, that's certainly helped us both. You know, pressure, but also just you know a little more, little more multiple uh, from a coverage standpoint. So, you know, as far as on the field stuff or scheme stuff, that's been the biggest difference is just trying to to be a little more multiple, but um, you know, also just a mindset of, of being aggressive and, and, you know, they're going to get some yards that, you know, we gave up some yards last night, which, um, you know, a lot of that honestly was a couple penalties, pass interference penalties, but um, we, we've played good complimentary football and uh, have done a really good job on third and fourth down. Head coach Taylor Hennigan joining us and Cookville Wilson central last night, a 34 to eight win or the Cookville Cavaliers. Thank you to Coach Hennigan for joining us, and congratulations to them on hosting a playoff game uh, last year. You heard him talk about it in the interview, and he kind of just made the playoffs almost by default. This year, a lot tougher region, which meant just getting to the playoffs was going to be a tall task. They accomplished that, and then thanks to a five-game winning streak and a couple pretty crazy results around that region, including a big win for Green Hill, 35-3, to I believe, the final there over Mount Juliet. Thanks to that, Cookville will host a playoff game next Friday night. It is going to be quite the, uh, quite the game over there at Eddie Watson Stadium. When we come back, Clay County head coach Bruce Lamb and several of his guys will join us after a, uh, a barn burner last night, 42-41, a couple overtimes in that one to decide the region championship on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Next to the podium, your coach talking your team. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, Colin Castleberry with you. And now we're joined by head coach Bruce Lamb, Clay County High School. And they played probably the game of the night last night. It unfortunately, coach, it didn't end up going your way. Uh, 42-41 battle for the region title with Gordonsville. Uh, I'm sure you're so proud of your guys and the way they played last night, but uh, you come up a point short. What was Gordonsville able to do there down the stretch to find a way? Well, you know, they just made one more play than we did. I don't think that they played better than us, uh, but, uh, you know, just that one play. Uh, and, and uh, you know, our kids played their hearts out. And it was, it was you know, it's a proud moment uh, uh, for us coaches because we get to see everything come together and I think it's the first time that we've played four quarters and extra you know extra <laughs> two overtimes but uh, you know our kids just uh, 
played awesome last night. Played great, and I, I couldn't ask any more from uh, for them uh, from them. Excuse me, and, and uh, just so proud of them. Very proud. Despite that, it's a one point loss. Sounds like you've got a whole lot of confidence going into the playoffs, having played six, we'll say four quarters and two overtimes. Uh, is that is that accurate? Do you feel like you have confidence entering the playoffs despite the fact that you uh, uh, you come up just short? Absolutely. The, you know the way we played last night. I, I think it's uh, uh, it's a great confidence builder. You know, their kids just we finally put something together and, and played a whole game. And uh, you know we we didn't come out on top, but uh, you know we fought our tails off, and you know that will win games the way we played last night. You guys obviously uh, were able to put up forty one points. I mean, what's the offense? doing last night to, to all of a sudden felt like kind of get over the hump and, and really start to put stuff together? Uh, you, you know, we, we just uh, uh, kind of meshed together. You know, we, we ran the ball well. Um, you know, we didn't get a lot of yards running the ball, but we ran the ball when we needed to. Um, and then, you know, Nate uh, was sitting right here beside me and threw the ball phenomenal last night. He found the open receivers. The receivers uh, did a great job. Weston over here made some big catches and, and then you know, uh, we had a guy come back last night, Lance Burchett, uh, hadn't played all season and uh, broke his arm on the first scrimmage. He got to come back last night and, and made some huge plays. And uh, You know, Reese Adams at, at tight end position was doing a good job. And, and Parker and these guys in the offensive line did a great job of keeping people out and, and giving us time to throw. Nate, we'll come to you. Uh, sounds like, you know, you were feeling really good last night. The ball was going where you wanted it to go. Was that something you were feeling in pregame or something you maybe kind of realized in the first quarter that uh, tonight's going to be one of those nights? Uh, I felt good warming up. felt like I was hitting my throws. felt like I was going to be a good night throwing. I felt confident on the ball last night. What did it mean to get Lance back as well after, obviously, he breaks his arm in that first scrimmage? What was it like to see him get back out there and help you guys out? It meant a lot. I mean, he's my first cousin, so I love him to death. I've always thrown to him my whole life, and getting him back was a big confidence builder for sure. I was going to say, so does that, that certainly helps you build confidence. You feel more comfortable because yeah. you've been throwing to him your whole life. Yes, sir. It gives me another weapon I feel like I get to throw to, too. Coming back to coach, obviously – uh, you know, you hate to come up a point short. How do you reset after a one-point loss, knowing that from this point forward, one point or a hundred points, and you're going home? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Last night, you know, it doesn't matter if we had won last night or we lost. Uh, you know, it's the season starts over mm-hmm. this week. And it's zero and zero, and and uh, you know, we come out. We're going to come out and do what we can, and just try to game by game, and try to get back to where we were last year. Yeah, you mentioned where you were last year. I mean, you you came up short in the game last year, made it all the way there, and weren't able to kind of walk away with the victory. A lot of people coming back this year, despite what you lost, had this expectation that the Bulldogs were just going to do it again, that it wasn't going to be challenged, that they were just going to march through it. You might lose the one game to York, and other than that, but you talked to me all year about how this team was young, how they were kind of inexperienced. What does it mean now, looking back at where you guys were in June, in July, having lost all that, coming off of a tough loss in a state title game, to where you are now? Well, uh, you know, I, I, they keep growing each, each week. You, you see the growth in, in these guys. Yeah, we, we had a lot of kids coming back, but these kids, a lot of them had never started before. we got people that's never played before that come out. 
you know, and, and it's it's just all starting to come together. You know, it takes a while, uh, um, and the, but these kids come out every day, work extremely hard, uh, and they have the same goal that I have. And if you if you go into a season not thinking that you want to be in the state championship, you don't need to be coaching or playing either one. I mean, that's the goal for everybody. And uh, you know, I'm just extremely proud of these guys. Well, final question here, Coach Lamb. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. I'm sure you haven't gotten to look at them too much, but what little bit do you maybe know about Sale Creek is you're going to host them uh, this upcoming Friday? Well, we played them last year uh, in the playoffs, and, and, uh, and they weren't a bad football team, but I know they've got uh, Coach Fitzgerald, who's their new coach this year. Uh, I've coached against him since I've been a head coach. Uh, back in 1999, he was at Ray County, and he's an extremely good football coach, and uh, I think he's brought some people in, and, uh, and he's uh, he's done a really good job with it. It's going to be a tough matchup for us, and uh, at least we get to come home. You know, we've been on the road for a while, and uh, we're tickled to be back at, the home and, at, at home and, and played in Clay County in front of our fans, who's got a lot of pride in this football team, and uh, you know we hope that uh, we do uh, do them proud. Yeah, Nate, that's where we'll come back to you and, and, and kind of close it out here. You guys have been on the road a lot. Final three games of the season, you're on the road. Uh, that's a tough stretch. What does it mean to not only be coming back home to just play a football game, but get to do so in the playoffs and host in round one? Uh, it means a lot. I love playing at home in front of our crowd. I don't know. I feel like we have a home field advantage when we come home. Home field advantage in Salina for sure. Nate and Coach Lamb joining us now from Clay County High School. A 42-41 loss to Gordonsville last night, but they will host a home playoff game coming up on Friday night. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Your front row seat to every game around UC Sports Nation. The High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back here at Chick-fil-A, live on Interstate Drive. Colin Castleberry with you. And coming off a 49-0 win over Jackson County, Monterey had to go on the road to Smith County. They fall 31-7. However, the Wildcats do get into the playoffs and, in fact, don't just sneak in. They are the three seed. Wildcat head coach Scott Hughes with us now. Coach, it was a tough loss. You give credit to an amazing team in Smith County, but what were they able to do that uh, kept you guys on your heels? And how proud are you of the fact that you were able to get into the playoffs? Explain the playoff scenario. Well, you know, for starters, I, I think we play in in one of the toughest regions in the state of Tennessee, Um you look at the, the quality of teams in our region, uh, making it to the playoffs in that region is is a huge feat. Um, when you look at the, the top athletes that are in that region and, and you look at the coaches and coaching staffs in that region. Um, but but for us, it was a tiebreaker. Uh, gets down to like the third tiebreaker, I think it is. And, and for once, uh, playing just a, a nightmare of a, a schedule kind of swung in our favor because we had, uh, so many games against teams that, that were 500 or better. Um, but that, that elevated us in the tiebreaker and, and then the fact that we had beaten Westmoreland, uh, which is a great football team. Um, gave us the head-to-head over them. So that that's how we um, ended up in and uh, in the situation that we are in. So, uh, you know, one of those things, a uh, testament to the young men that we have for battling and, and winning some games uh, against really good competition this year. 
Yeah, you and me have talked about it for the last couple of weeks, but now we can say it with definitive certainty. You are in the playoffs. You are going to play uh, in the postseason. So what is the feeling, not just around the team, but what is the feeling for you knowing what was said about these guys, knowing what was thought about this team, and now you're sitting here going to play in what is you know week 11 or week one of the postseason? Uh, it's a it's a great feed, and uh, you know it, it, it's something like I said earlier. When when you look at the teams in this region, and and to know that that you're representing this region it is a huge uh, accomplishment, and it's a great feeling um, because of the quality that that we see in this region. Um, every team in it's good. Every every coach uh, is as good as there is in the state, and and their staffs are phenomenal. Um, you know. For me as a coach, the, the, the time that we put in with these young men that nobody knows about, um, it's the conversations uh, at school, it's the conversations out of school, it's the relationship piece of, of trying to help these young men grow as men, it's the conversation of trying to help these young men through issues that, that you know, families may not know or, or trying to help them through relationships, uh, you know, uh, navigate girlfriend relationships or, or whatever it may be. Um, just just being able to hopefully, uh, as a staff, be able to, to, to be that ally that these young men need in, in a time of, of a whole lot in our society. I mean, uh, you know, for these guys to, to continue to work as hard as they have and, and for us to be able to hopefully have an impact on them and it's not always easy um you know football is definitely not easy and and you you know the emotional football and you know in the adversity side of it when when you look at it you know things things don't always go easy but as you know we talked last night at halftime life's not easy and uh you got to be able to handle adversity you got to be able to handle adverse situations and and realistically um we're hoping to teach these young men uh, how to handle it and how to grow and, and how to be successful um, because they're going to leave our program, they're going to leave our school, and, and they're going to have to go function on their own. And, and we hope that they uh, take some lessons from them. And, and it may be something that as a 16-, 17-year-old young man they've had to deal with that, that was a negative or it was adversity or it was emotional. Uh, but hopefully they're able to learn from that, and, and hopefully there's something that we work with them on uh, that helps them then when they're 25 or 26. Hey, Coach Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats. Uh, Coach, now to look at just the results on the field. Last night, uh, a 31-7 loss to Smith County. It's it's hard to feel as disappointed by it knowing you get into the playoffs. And credit to Smith County. We talked about it all week. I mean, one of the better teams uh, you saw all year. But what were they able to do to kind of keep you guys on your heels? Well, you know, first off, congrats to Coach Dyer and his staff. They do a phenomenal job, first-class group. Um, and then, then when you look at the body of work they have, I mean, they went 10-0, and um, one of the best teams in the state of Tennessee. Um, you know, and, and it was a, a situation where we had talked, you know, we just got to go compete. And, and I'll be honest, um, I, I was proud of how our guys handled some adversity. Um, I, I thought, you know, we had to grow a little bit. I thought we got put in some situations where it tested us and and it, it tested us to our core at, at times and and you know we had to we had to battle but uh you know you go back and look um the things that got us last night you know we we got bit a little bit by the big play um we, you know we didn't tackle well in space uh but you know our guys when you go back and watch the film it, it's not a lack of effort 
it, it's it's just a little bit of execution, and those are things that you can fix. Those are things that that matter to our guys. They they take pride in it. Um, but you know, the the big thing was when it did go bad, uh, we kept fighting, and and I was I was super proud of that. We kept fighting as a team. We had some guys that really stuck out that really. You know, was just giving an effort, and and because of their effort, everybody else kind of went with them, and and that was a good thing to see. Um, but we had some chances, and, and you know, you go back and you look at it. Um, they score on a uh, on a fourth down play early, uh, first possession. Um, you know, their second touchdown is a third and long play um, that we 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 had opportunities. Uh, we had two opportunities to score. We're inside the, the five, and, and we don't score. Uh, so th- there was opportunities there for us to make some plays. I, I'm not saying win, uh, but, uh, you know, if you if you score or you get a stop, you never know how, how the momentum swings. Um, but, you know, you, you tip your hat to Smith County because they made all the plays, and, and they made the plays when they had to. Um, and, and so you tip your hat there, but, but I also want to commend the young men in our locker room for, for their effort last night because they could have laid down and that game could have got really bad, um, because Smith County's a, a super talented team. Uh, so, so it, it was, uh, th- there was some positives for us last night. Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats head football coach. I appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to me, coach, as always, and congratulations on a playoff berth. It means we'll get to talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, it, it was uh, great to find out. Uh, we were on the way back home, uh, had some guys asleep. And, uh, you know, great feeling as a coach to wake some guys up and tell them that, that they're going to get to play football again uh, for another week. And, and there was uh, a whole lot of excitement uh, on the bus when we were able to give them that information. So that, that was a great feeling as a coach to, to know those guys are excited to still be going. Monterey head coach Scott Hughes coming off a 31-7 loss to Smith County. But they make the playoffs. The Wildcats will be the three seed and travel come next Friday night. Curtis Beatty and White County, the Warriors head coach, will close out the program on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The decisions that change the games. Explained here. The Mountain Barn Builders high school playbook. Closing out the show, the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We check in with the Warriors, who pick up a 14-7 win last night in Livingston that came down to a final play. White County head coach and L.A. alum Curtis Beatty on the phone now. Coach Beatty, uh, talk me through your emotions on that in that final minute on that sideline, but you're coaching up the White County Warriors. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a little bit nerve-wracking, but uh, I thought our defense had played well all night, so... I was trusting them to, to rally the storm and uh, some seniors on that defense to help that process because I didn't want them to lose in that moment, uh, in that way. That would be a hard way to, to end your senior season. And uh, But overall, it's one of those things where, you know, as a coach, you don't like being in those situations. But when you're in them, it, it, it was fun for all the kids involved. Uh, that's what it's about, kids. And those kids will remember that game for the rest of their life. Uh, first half versus second half. You guys looked uh, like world beaters there in the first half. Trip comes up with two touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air. Uh, you know, looking like Trip Pinion can look. And then second half, 
defense, you know, plays pretty consistently, albeit put in a couple bad situations. What was the biggest difference for you guys between the first and the second? Well, uh, first, I, I want to give Lewis all the credit in the world. I mean, I thought they played played really well, and uh, in the second half, especially they that they done a few things that caused a little bit of problems. But uh, ultimately, now that the season's over, Crip. Uh, Rolled his ankle on the, about the fifth play, I think, uh, in the DeKalb County game. And uh, he he was pretty banged up. Uh, I just want to brag on the kid. He's a true warrior. Uh, gutted out two weeks in a row and refused to come out. Didn't didn't want to let his teammates down. And he So, in the first half, he, he had all that he could take in the first half. He, he played, his, played his tail off, and he just didn't have any more explosiveness left in his body. Uh to, to give he'd, he'd gave all he could give and you know he he didn't want to come out he wanted to be out there and try to help his teammates uh finish the win so he'd earned the right to do that so we gave him that opportunity but when you lose that explosiveness uh that's a weapon you know that hurts your offense and defensively ultimately what ends up happening is your offense is struggling and you're on the field a whole whole bunch uh you you're eventually going to give up a few things here and there but overall the defense played really really well all night yeah, defense has been something you have put an emphasis on kind of all season, not just because you're obviously a former defensive coordinator, but because defense was kind of the thing that kept this team from achieving goals last year. This year, yes, you don't make the playoffs. That sucks. But there are a lot of other reasons, including Tripp, uh, getting you know getting rolled up on there on that fifth play that, that contribute to that. How proud are you? of your defense and the way they were able to step up in a lot of situations when it mattered this year? Uh, I seen, I mean, I'm extremely proud of those kids and, and thankful for uh, Coach David Foster coming aboard this year. And, you know, I think uh, after another year with uh, with them and, and learning schemes and, and things like that, we're, we're just going to continue to grow. Uh, we're graduating three or four kids off that defense, but you're, you're, you're coming back with – seven or eight kids so the potential is is high uh especially on the defensive side and uh you know overall you're just you got to be extremely proud of what we were able to accomplish after uh losing 22 seniors in malachi Dow. i mean ultimately realistically the playoffs is the goal and you don't make that so that stings a little bit but at the end of the day to to not not be below 500 it's is considered uh, probably a pretty successful year for this bunch. Yeah, to, to I believe you told me, and, and you can absolutely comment and clarify this, but uh, avoid being the first under 500 team in about six years. And these seniors, I believe you mentioned, become the uh, winningest group in, in White County? Uh, from from our calculations now, we we don't 100% have the records on the, the 70s and and things like that, but modern times for sure they're the winless class. Not even, uh, I, I mean, they surpassed last year's team with uh, that fifth win. Uh, and that was that was. I talked to Coach Frazier about that. He he was the one who brought the information to me. Uh, but yes, as a this is the first time since uh, 2000, I think uh, 18 that White County. I mean, this would have been the first time since 2018 that the uh, Warriors had, had ended the year with a losing record. So to, to keep that record and streak going is huge for the program. Just And that's what I told the seniors last night. 
you have you have a choice tonight. Is and do you leave the foundation intact, or or is there a small crack going to be placed in the foundation? And and they chose not to not to leave with the foundation crack. Well, you've got to love that. You do have a lot coming back next year, and that's a conversation I can't wait to have with you uh, down the line. But I do want to give you a chance here with a final question to to brag on the guy that has really put the team on his back a lot and has had a lot step up around him. Uh, Trip Pinion, last night you, you mentioned it, right? He's not 100%, still puts up two touchdowns, still puts up close to 200 yards. What makes this kid so special and why should he be in consideration for Mr. Football there in uh, in 4A? Well, just to answer the Mr. Football question, I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. Uh, I think he's now got 34 total touchdowns on offense, and he's right 192 yards, I think, away from being uh, 3,000 yards all-purpose or something crazy like that. I mean, for a, for a kid like, like that uh, to – does come in and fill in the shoes of uh, a Malachi Dow and, and put up those kinds of numbers is just insane all on in, all in its own. But for Trip, Trip's a he's just a good kid, man. He's a, he's a real good kid. He he really uh, jumps in and helps those kids with disabilities at White County High School. So stuff like that should play a role in Mr. Football. Like good kids should win the award. Um, and at the end of the day, Trip's a gamer. Trip Pinion's going to be good at anything he, he puts himself out there in. You want to play ping pong, you want to play tic-tac-toe, Trip, Trip's coming to beat you, and that's that's what makes him who he is. White County head coach Curtis Beatty after a 14-7 win over Livingston last night. Thank you to him. Thank you to each and every one of our guests this morning. I'm Colin Castleberry. Before we let you go, quickly, your teams that are left alive for the playoffs, Cookville, Monterey, Smith County, York, DeKalb County, Upperman, Red Boiling Springs, Macon, Gordonsville, and Clay all still alive. And all of them we'll be talking about next week right here on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home. Protect your cars and boats. A new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsNation.com.